0: Here, you my call.
1: It to you. Okay, explorers, welcome to episode nine. As usual, then I'm joined by our Jedi Master, the old guy Jedi himself, Jimmy.
2: Howdy everyone.
1: And from returning from battle with a rancor and looking after Tauntauns, it's the pesky Jarrah lady herself, (laughs) all the way from Naboo, as you can see. It's Taylor. Hey guys. And as usual, it's me, Jack the Bosque Bounty Hunter. Now, before we go any further, then, Taylor, let's start with you. How's your week been?
0: My week's been pretty good. Um, it was Canada Day uh, yesterday here. Um, so we had, I was working at the zoo. So we had some Canada Day stuff. We put up some flags and had some Canadian, I don't know, artists singing and stuff. So it was pretty fun. Um, but right now I'm coming to you guys from Vancouver Island. I'm at Couch and Lake. I'm about one property up from sitting down on the beach right now. And we just got back from sailing.
1: So it's been good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, how about you? How are you doing?
2: Good, good, good. Uh, I know you can't tell from the wall behind me, but I am also <laughs> at the lake. We're in Hot Springs, Arkansas on my wife's family side uh, vacation for the week. I just got down here last night and we um, went hiking, saw some waterfalls uh, this morning, mm. and then we're headed out to... uh local brewery place. So yeah, it's been a great week and we know we're gonna be down here all fourth of July week and uh celebrate America Day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. So how close about to together. Awesome. Yeah. And oh. how about about you, Jack? Today. yeah, I'm good, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I'm glad to see both you're on holiday, enjoy yourselves drinking. I'm back yeah. at work in uh, in sunny Brecon in Wales. <laughs> Happy days. So, it sounds like both had a brilliant week then. So, without any further ado, then, let's dive into this week's Force Encounter. Okay, so, start with you then, Taylor, tell us about your Force Encounter this week.
0: Uh, this week, me and a few of our listeners uh, went to... We were invited by Bucketheads. They make a... I hate to say the F word, but fan films. Um, but these are like such great films. You can find them on YouTube, Bucketheads. They've got episode one and two out. Episode three just finished um, filming it. And they just released a uh, a trailer for the episode three. And it's actually really good if you haven't seen the Bucketheads films. Um, so we were, so Explore the Force was invited by Bucketheads to their fundraiser that they had. And it was a trivia night at the mainland whiskey pub in Surrey, B.C. And so me and a few of us went and we um, had a ton of fun. But we were the last group to get there and there wasn't enough um, like beepers. So or like there wasn't enough numbers. So it was just us uh, being there kind of observing, observing. And we still had a lot of fun. We met a lot of people and... Yeah, we had a good night. <laughs> it was pretty fun. R2 nice. was serving... R2 was, like, driving... It was, like, riding around, like, serving us drinks and shots and stuff. And there's Stormtroopers walking around. Darth Vader was there. There was a Mando there. A Wraith. A Wraith Skywalker was there. It was good. I got pictures. I'll post them later.
1: Awesome. <laughs> so, to yeah, see that was pictures. my first encounter of the week. What about you, Jimmy? What force encounter could you have, possibly? Well, I'm telling you what, man...
2: Uh... So I think late Wednesday night, I turn on that new behind-the-scenes uh, Mando Season 3, and I'm listening, and it was fine. I think it's kind of a surface-level behind-the-scenes, nothing real deep. I still think the first one was the best one. But mm-hmm. um, uh, half just about towards the end of it, I'd say about 45 minutes into the hour or whatever, Jon Favreau, the man himself, the creator, said something. And I about fell out of bed because you and I had said the same thing on Sunday recording. So, you know, three days prior to us actually hearing it. And, um, you know, we said that we don't believe that Din Djarin is Aragorn. He's not, you know, he's not the king. He's the guy who gets stuff done. He's a gunslinger. And then John Favreau came out and he just dropped the same a bit of knowledge. Um, and it's just kind of cool. When we get, you know, we see it too, you know, and I, obviously we, you yeah. know, we, we get things wrong just as often, probably more often, but that was pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh my goodness, I said the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, it's been awesome. It was pretty cool. You know, a little bit of vindication. Maybe we do know a little bit about Star Wars. So, you know,
1: again, yeah. got fired up, got me fired up for this week. So that was a nice. good uh, force encounter. So essentially, what we're saying there is me and Jimmy's like Dave and john Yeah,
2: basically. Yeah. Basically,
1: find you a part. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> All right, awesome. So, without uh, an infirm waiting then okay, let's go into this week's news.
2: All right. After a month of tense negotiations between Hollywood Actors Union and the major studios, the Screen Actors Guild and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers will continue talking, averting a strike for at least 12 more days, which is good. Um, I'm actually, one of my family members, one of my brother-in-laws works for Netflix,
1: right? He does,
2: and anytime there's an automobile in a movie or a TV show, a lot of times he's the guy who's in charge of it. And he says that they have basically finished recording or filming stuff that they can film because of the strike. Oh, so wow. he's like doing stuff, um, other things, but he's like, yeah, he goes, we finished up. He's like last week or something like that. So, um, you know, his part in any movie or TV show is coming out. Netflix is pretty much dried up until the strike is over. So, uh...
0: Give it however long it takes to edit a film. And then there's going to be a big dry streak for
2: <laughs> well, that's why. I, honestly, I'm, I'm concerned, you know, we bounce, you know, think about it. Like, you know, we're finally bouncing back from COVID from the theater. Like the theater yeah, is one yeah. of my favorite places is one of my favorite places to be this yeah. summer is the first summer since, you know, 2019 that's felt, you know, all these blockbusters and stuff. And I think we're going to end up hitting another law. If we're not careful, these people need to get paid what they deserve. Um, and I guess a lot of it's, you know, they're, they're fighting with the AI stuff. And I, I just really hope that it, both sides can work things out and, and get that done. Speaking of blockbusters, though, uh, next bit of news Kathleen Kennedy not only delved into Indiana Jones style destiny, but also to the forthcoming movie projects in the galaxy far, far away. She touched a Ray Skywalker movie set to be directly directed by Charmaine Obey Chinois. And she says, I quote, I think what's always great about Star Wars is the big galaxy, and we're coming off what was a major war with the First Order. And now Ray has made a promise to Luke, and that's really the core of where we're going and what the story will be. And I think it offers just tremendous opportunity to introduce new characters and start with something fresh, because we culminate with what George was creating. And now we take all of that and move it to the next chapter. What do you guys think about that? And I know that statement, there's a lot of YouTube channels and a lot of podcasters that are clickbaiting the crap out of that. Oh yeah. That little last phrase. And I think it's kind of silly. What do you guys think about that?
0: Uh, I don't know. Like I think they're say, they're going to give us what they're going to try and give us what we want to hear right now. There's just so many people that have so much negativity to say about these new, like, this new movie that's coming out especially because it's just like the sequel to the sequels um and i know some of our listeners don't really like the sequels and that's fine like you know you don't have to like them but we want to try and stay positive as well so like we haven't been proved that this could be a terrible storyline so far or and it could change as well or they could be completely throwing us off and it could be about something totally different than this because they have done that to yeah. us before
2: so. What do you think about that last part, Jack? I know that they uh, there are some big, big YouTube channels saying that, like, saying that Kathy says George is done with, you know, we're done with George's uh, Star Wars, which is not what she said at all. But
0: no,
1: yeah, no, a- absolute clickbait. At the end of the day, Kathleen's not not stupid by any stretch of the imagination. She knows if she said those words to an effect, there would be an absolute massive outcry and anarchy going on. There's no way to deviate from George's vision. George is the man, even now, he's controlling or at least having a a big say in what Star Wars stuff's coming out. Dave Filoni goes to him numerous times. He's his his apprentice, that's no secret. Everything that he makes or goes through, you know, he'll go to George first. And George is is seeing all this new stuff coming out. He's the guy that watches it for anybody and has the final say. So, yeah, I completely agree with what you say. A lot of it is clipmate. but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty positive, especially with Charlene. She's a super talented uh, lady as well, so I'm I'm kind of excited.
2: Have you guys seen uh, Indiana Jones Five yet? No, I haven't. I'm telling you what, I was um, I was on the fence about the movie after seeing Dallas Destiny. I'm all for Mangold getting a movie. I can't wait. I I've,
0: <laughs> I've only heard rude. good things about it. So. I,
2: as someone. Indiana Jones has been around for like, what, 41 to 42 years. I'm 47. So he's been a massive part of my life. Um, and I think people will get different things out of it, but they nailed it, I think. It, it was not a perfect movie, but I think they nailed it. Um, and of people of certain generation will appreciate it more than others. We were there with a bunch of younger people. They're like, oh, that was fine. And I'm like,
0: really? but no, man, it was great. It.
2: <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. But, you know, everyone gets to get to what they want. So, but anyways, that's enough about that story. Go ahead, Taylor.
0: Hasbro um, Pulse has posted a tease on their social media channels relating to a new Star Wars ship that could also be mentioned. Uh, they could also mention a campaign start date, possibly referring to the upcoming HasLab reveal, which we know is coming soon. Could it be SDCC in just three weeks time?
2: I hope it's the ghost and I do hope it's at San Diego Comic Con because I will definitely be down
1: oh to get a as labels of the ghost. It is oh.
2: gonna be the ghost. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously
0: obviously Harris still gonna have it. Like we've seen it in all the different movies. Like everyone's gonna lose their everyone's gonna lose their minds. But yeah. Very cool. But what else, what else could it be? No clue. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Paul, in other news as well, that's been confirmed that the Tales of the Jedi is going to be released in 2024. Any predictions for that, then, guys? Oh
0: my gosh, I'm so excited for that. Uh, We asked a few people what they thought about uh, this coming out on, I think, like our different socials. And people had all these different ideas, like, oh, I want to hear more about, I want to hear like Luke when he's like younger or like young Anakin's training. I think I saw that one. But I don't know, because think of it, like, For the first tales of the jedi it was kind of like tales about two lost jedi right it wasn't actually about like two strong stuck with a jedi right so maybe maybe it'll kind of be the same
2: i don't know well they've got a ton of people to choose from so yeah i'm excited i I don't don't (laughs) know how you choose going
0: off about all the different ones (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i lost track
1: so course and also don't forget that this weekend is the London Film Comic Con okay I'll be attending and chilling in the Star Wars Zone all day Saturday okay so if you do see me come and say hello tell me you're an explorer okay yeah. you may or may not get a little gift who knows
0: so this week on our Rebel Rundown we're going to be discussing Mall. Uh, and the Inquisitors. And we asked you guys some questions and what you thought about them and who your favorite Inquisitors were. So without further ado, let's head on over to you guys' comments. All right. Up first, we have Jacob
2: L. Uh, definitely Trilla from Fallen Order. Generally, think her story arc was done well, really well, particularly yeah. compared uh, to Kenobi. All right. Yeah, she was she was awesome. Uh, it was a really solid part of that whole storyline. Matthew C., Seventh Sister is my all-time favorite was really was really twisted had a cute little droid pet and is voiced by Buffy <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> not Sarah Jessica Parker Sarah Michelle Gellar sorry <laughs> uh, what more what more could you want <sighs>
0: Uh well we have uh Zane Cross also said Michelle Sarah Michelle Geller obviously cuz she also kills vampires so <laughs> that's another one for the seventh sister. <laughs> um and then we also have Luke Summerfield said the nameless helicopter dude from Rebels <laughs> eighth brother question mark <laughs> he doesn't isn't he the one with like three fingers that people were thinking are going to show up in Ahsoka uh,
2: Yeah okay. there are some <laughs>
0: Not the right amount of fingers, okay? We just we looked, <laughs> and then we have we also have Jake Crafton like I said the Grand Inquisitor. Even though uh, I was obviously conf- so I was thoroughly confused with his timeline, which yes, it's, it is confusing because we see him in Kenobi, we also see like his death and stuff, um, and then he also sent us one of his favorite memes of all time, which we still have up on our Facebook page, which you guys can check out. <laughs>
1: Awesome. And we did a poll on everyone's favorite Inquisitor, for those that voted on a poll. Uh, in mm-hmm. third place, that was the uh, second sister, followed by the grand Inquisitor. And then with an outstanding 50% of the poll, it was the third sister, Reva. Reva. What? Yeah, I'm
2: surprised by that. but That's pretty cool. I'm glad people enjoyed her character. So, Yeah, um, she was so cool. Fun... <laughs> Fun story about uh, the Grand Inquisitor. So, we were at Celebration in Anaheim. You know, they released those two episodes of Kenobi, I think it was Thursday night. Friday, I met with uh, Rupert Friend, who is the actor who portrayed. Yeah. Um, and I walked up to him with my Funko Pop from the sign, and he freaks out. He's like, That's me. And he was like, <gasps> Dude, like, it was awesome. Uh, and the <laughs> sign wasn't super massive, big. I don't think people realized who he was yet. And so, we were sitting there <laughs> chatting for a few minutes. I'm like, Dude, they killed you he goes just keep watching my man just keep watching i was like yeah so i had a little <laughs> bit of inside news so
1: that
2: that's pretty awesome fun. yeah that is, that is
1: awesome this is where the fun begins excellent so that's all the comments for this week again thank you so so much uh really really appreciate all the comments it does mean a lot to us it does give us something to go off as well with you guys get you all involved because like we always say to you this is your podcast as well as ours What we're going to go into now, okay, is the main topic for this week then with Maul and the Inquisitors. And we're going to start off with possibly my favourite character ever, okay, Mm -hmm. Darth Maul. So, starting us off then, Maul. My opinion on Maul. And we'll try and keep it just to Rebels. Uh, However, as you all know, and my views on Maul as it is, again, he has a massive uh, impact as it is on Rebels. I love the fact that we're seeing Maul now in Rebels Kind of uh, a desperate character. Um, he's been run down now. Everything he's gone through—from losing his brother to pretty much all of his um, family as well, as well as his lower half—and also, <laughs> <laughs> and also a couple of uh, his, his clad. He's, he's a desperate man now, super, super desperate. So desperate, in fact, he's taken on anyone he can to uh, gain extra knowledge, or just gain an upper hand on the people he's fighting. The impact of Maul, as usual for every bit of Star Wars canon that there is, is tremendous. From training Ezra, he unlocks Ezra's hidden ability, if you like, and access to the dark side. Also to blinding Kanan. Again, absolutely love Maul to bits. Sam Whitaker's voice on it, again, absolutely kills it. I love the scene where he's fighting Ahsoka. And again, if it wasn't for Maul, would the Inquisitors have beaten Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra? Who knows? Know. What we yeah. do know, though, is Maul whooped all three of them. What do you reckon, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I tell you what. Maul has been, you know, I, I'm so glad. I know keeping it to Rebels, but I am so glad they brought him back. Like, he's this amazing character didn't get really a lot to do in the first movie or in... Um, the phantom menace and then bring him back in clone wars. And then again, in rebels and it's just phenomenal. I do think he might be the most tragic character mm-hmm. um, due to the way his story ends in this series. Um And I know we, I've talked about it as being one of my favorite star Wars moments, Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I can't say add much more than what you've said. It's just a phenomenal character. I'm glad they brought him back. He's a great art. I do wonder, um, had he not been had the Jedi found him and he'd have been a great Jedi, I think, like a true believer oh, yeah. kind of deal, so um but yeah, Taylor, what about you?
0: um well, best thing about Maul is like it's it's his it's the power that he gets he gets from his hate, like how many times has this guy been struck and down, like he has been beaten, beaten, and defeated so many times he's gone crazy like even his own brain is like is fighting him when he's like nuts right and I don't mean to get into like Clone Wars and stuff but like the guy's got a lot you're right Jimmy the guy's got a lot of tragic stuff going on and he's just one track mind like uh, he's gonna get Kenobi and honestly my favorite moment of all is just that scream (laughs) Kenobi (laughs) it's so good Sam Woodward is awesome so Kenobi!
2: all right well i think that um yeah we could you could talk about maul i mean i do think maybe sometime later on we should do a whole episode on just darth maul cover from start to, or, yeah, yes. start to beginning um and just i mean for people who haven't followed clone wars or rebels this is just a guy who got cut in half and then phantom menace and then showed up for five seconds in solo uh, there's so much more to it but um this week was rebel you know with a rebel rundown we had maul and we also had all the inquisitors which i know uh taylor loves so go ahead taylor uh, the inquisitors
1: rebel rundown
2: you rep you rep you rebel scum Rebel rundown. i rebel i rebel,
1: I rebel.
0: Yes, I did. Uh, I did quite a bit of research on all the Inquisitors. Um, I I wrote down notes on all of them. But honestly, like I was trying to think of which one is my favorite. And it's not like, oh, this guy looks the most badass or anything like that. But honestly, the character that we get to know from, that I don't know, like we were talking about like, oh, we can't believe it's Riva that is like most people like. honestly that's the one inquisitor that i feel like i'm like the most that i understand her the most right like you obviously you see um like her in the temple during order 66 like you see her all of her i guess initiate siblings get like murdered and she like has this whole plan to get close to vader and get him to like her so she can take him down like there's just this huge story with her and you can she wears all of her emotions on her sleeve and in the end Konobi saves her so and she's starting a new life so I, I really like that I like that her, her whole storyline even though you can't find her in any of the comics or anything yet so but I like
2: Riva a lot yeah I think these characters are faded um, <clears throat> I know we've got a little bit of stuff in Fallen order about how they create. The yeah. Inquisitors, you know, it's kind of the story, you know, these Jedi hunters, you know, like a special police force, um, Darth Vader controls, and they go out and they just, you know, man, you know, going after all these uh, Jedi. And if you've seen Kenobi, you've seen that hall of them all that they've, they've captured. Oh, and it's
0: so creepy to watch it, but yeah, yeah it you're really like, is, oh my but, God.
2: Um, yeah, these are some ill-fated characters. I would love to see some more behind the scenes. Maybe this Red Blade story will tell us a little bit more about the training and the torture that turns oh, these basically so. fallen Jedi into Jedi hunters. Because that, that's got to be a, um, you know, we saw a little bit with Inquisitor in uh, Rebels yeah. about his story, about being a temple guard and switching over. Um, so yeah. I think that, you know, this idea of a character and this idea of a Jedi hunter is just phenomenal yeah
0: maybe maybe they're like yeah maybe they're brainwashing them too like with the what was it um what did they use an andor on
2: on her Oh, those those screams
0: Ooh, Yeah. yeah like it's gotta be like something mental too to like completely change their like their i don't know not religion but like these kids a lot of these kids were jedi first right yeah so like sure. what did they do to them to make them so hateful and all this stuff? Like the ninth sister gets like three of her limbs chopped off, and I'm pretty sure we are the ones to do it in Fallen Order, <laughs> and she just keeps coming back. Yeah, what he
1: he's right. I said where these Jedi are all fallen Jedi. So starting off with the first brother, he was actually the son of Count Dooku, um, and he was actually the first to swear fealty to the Emperor. Um, so he wasn't the first to get captured and first to turn over to the Emperor. His uh, Jedi master was uh, Shakti as well, fully enough. Uh, and Vader oh. also really took to him, took him on. And he was one of the most trusted uh, inquisitors to to Vader. Um, second sister, again, we all know about Trilla. She had a, a, a rough upbringing, if you like, and was let down by her master. So she spoke about. So, again, like Jimmy saying there, got let down. And as we know, even from the tales of the Jedi stuff in Star Wars Visions, the Sith will jump onto anything they can to recruit. We've seen it with the kid in the uh, Visions, more relevant yeah. now with um, the uh, the um, uh, Inquisitors. Reaver, again, no change. Absolutely um, Jedi, uh, youngling, quite reckless. Again, wanted to turn uh, for her own reasons to gain power um that's pretty much her, if you like, outed The fifth, sixth, and eighth brother, we saw in Rebels, they all get chopped down by Maul. Again, Maul mm. was trying to use Ezra to chop down, Uh-oh. um I think it was the fifth, the fifth brother, or the uh, seventh. But again, watching Helicopter Dude as Luke Smithfield calls him, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> spin off, because that got so annoying on that episode <laughs> because they get flying so... off. I was like, will someone just shoot them? interestingly then like Taylor mentioned you've got the Knife Sister Masana Tide again felt like she yeah. got let down you kill her on Kashyyyk to begin with but actually she comes back at the start of um, Jedi Survivor um, I heard that one so don't worry about it I've heard that possibly, <laughs> possibly the most interesting one one uh, I, I learned about when I researched all these was Prosit Dibbs who's the 10th brother yeah. now I'm not sure what happened with him fully. I know that he and Vader went to go and essentially kill a, a Jedi called Ferran Bar. And Ferran Bar turned the Purge Troopers onto him and essentially was gunned down. Said, um, it's not exactly clear on why he turned. I know he was um, excommunicated or sent to rehab by the request of Mace Windu because he had a, t- a running with Windu he tried to get him killed uh, during the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah 10th brother has him. like a 10th brother has like a similar story to Paris ophi kind of thing
1: what do you think's been the best moment for the inquisitors jimmy
0: oh, it's hard to say walk. best moment
1: because if they have a good moment
2: they're killing There's... our friends uh, <laughs> Jedi. Um, or hanging Jedi th-
0: in the streets i
2: th- yeah i think <laughs> I, the visions that a lot of it's, you know, after they're saved, because, I mean, like, Trilla's story. But at Grand Inquisitor, in Rebels, Kanan kind of talks to him. It's force ghost, you know, it's a little bit of stuff, and he kind of teaches Kanan a little bit. I think that's pretty cool. But as far yeah. as, like, them hunting down and things like that, there's some really good stuff in the comics. Yeah. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that, that the well, the Rise of the Red Blade has some good moments. But, Taylor, what yeah. do you think? Like, I know you're, like, a you're like a inquisitor master. So what do you think like their best moment is?
0: Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've read the comics. Like I like, like that one that we went on, uh, the one the, from our last archives talk, um, the dark temple, like that one was a good one with Trilla. Cause like it's jumping back and forth and like, she knows what she's looking for before they even know what they're looking for. But like, I, I, it's pretty cool when they're in Kenobi when they're in sitting around in their chairs and like, you can definitely tell that one of those chairs is Vader's chair and they're sitting around the table there. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I like how the, all the inquisitors don't really get along. Like they're all bickering with each other in the street and Kenobi, like none of them really want well, to listen to each like, other. There's just so much good stuff about them.
2: Like they're just like the officers are all vying for power. And so they're oh, never yeah. gonna get anywhere. Like they're just never gonna get anywhere. To be successful.
0: Well, the fifth just brother, China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the I, I believe it is the fifth brother. Like chopped off the ninth sister's like one of her limbs to like sacrifice her and just leave her for dead so he could get away from bad situation. It's like meh, whatever. But she comes right back. But, yeah. But like they're 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 definitely like not afraid to just throw each
1: other under, you know, the cruiser. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And the only inquisitor, like I didn't mention, as well as the fourth one, Uh I'm yeah. sure you all know up to the fourth one in the tales of the Jedi. I think it was with Ahsoka in the village. Is that was he the fourth? Yeah. So I I've got
0: I've got three unnamed inquisitors that we're just going to go over. over. So yes, yeah, so I wasn't actually sure which in, which inquisitor was the one that was in tales of the Jedi in the Ahsoka episode. Um, that is season one, episode six. If you guys are. Wondering which episode that is. Uh, Ahsoka takes them out pretty quickly. And then it also like retcons the Ahsoka book because she's supposed to get her white sabers from the fifth brother from his double lightsaber, like she like purifies them or whatever. So, anyways, we'll still figure out what's going on with that. Because she still has her white saber, she still had to get them somehow. So they couldn't have completely retconned it. Um, but the but there was the I guess the unnamed one um from Ahsoka. From *The Ahsoka Tales of the Jedi*, and then there's Tualon. Tualon, he's a male, uh, a male Inquisitor, uh, Twilight Inquisitor. Uh, he is going to be in *The Rise of the Red Blade* book, I believe. Um, but the main person on the cover of the Red Blade is—I forgive me if I say this wrong Iskat Avaris. Iskat Avaris. She's just she's that red-skinned um, humanoid alien that you see on the cover. So her and Tualon fall like fall romantically in love with each other while they're Inquisitors for Vader. And Vader sees this and just takes, like, he's like, no, just kills them both. <laughs> but I think we already talked about this, but we don't know. Maybe the book will change this because this is just from a comic, right? So yeah. we never know. Those two don't have names. Those are the nameless Inquisitors. But we may soon figure out who they are. Guys, on to the archives, right, guys? First episode of the month. Yep. Yeah,
1: what are we reading? What have we read? <clears throat> All right. Well, oh, us off then, Taylor. What have you been reading?
0: I have been, um, like, like hooked into this phase two higher public right now. I finally got into finishing Catalyst, and or is it Cataclysm? Cataclysm. 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 Yeah. Because the other one was Convergence. Ugh, so many C's. Um, anyways, the one with Axel Greylock on the front. So I read that one. So good. And I was just like, oh, I can't get enough. So I went right on to Path of Vengeance. And I mean, as you can see on the cover, Marta Rose on the front. So she's obviously in it. Um, it's following the same storyline that all the phase two books are kind of going on. And it's it almost like, I'm going to make this spoiler free. It almost, like, jumps back to Battle of Jedha and Battle of Dalna. And it's a different point of view, different parts of the battle, like, in the tunnels rather than out on the ground or up in the air. And it's just the same battle that they've been having in these last two books. And it's just, oh, so good. So good. I loved it. And it brings back old characters that we didn't hear from since, like, earlier uh, in Phase 2. Um. There's a lot of sadness, but there's some good moments. There's some happy good moments, too. So it's not like complete order 66 destroying everyone that we love and care about. But I was like I was listening. I was I listened to it actually on audiobook because it's easier when I'm driving to and from work uh, or if I'm just like super in gardening or something that I can just listen to it and zone out. And it's so good. And I just every time I had a minute, I was turning it on, listening to it for like 40 seconds. Like, yes. OK, so good. So that's what I've been, um, that's my archives this month is the end of phase two, The High Republic. So good.
1: Nice. What about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, so I've just finished um, Convergence. It's been the by far the best book I've read, uh, probably out of all the High Republic stuff for me. I've really <laughs> been able to understand what's going on because there isn't that many characters like there was in The Jedi. Um, really, really good book. Lots of ups and downs, lots of stuff going on in terms of battles as well. A lot of the bit where you're going all, all around the world, uh, exploring. Lots of, uh, now you didn't see that coming moments as well, which is good. I got introduced to Axel Graylock. Okay, fantastic character as well. Oh, I love uh, him.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, I love good, him good so much.
1: Big fan. <laughs> uh, big fan of him. Uh, is it G- Gala? Gala? Gala. Yeah, big fan Gala. of him as well. Uh, oh. a, lot, a lot of fighting bit as well. Again, I like a good book where, where I'm imaging lots of stuff going on. Uh, and that book for me was was really doing that. Um, I started to read The Monster of the Temple Peak. Got that with me. That's all finished and good. Uh, Ty uh, pretty much a bounty hunter Jedi. It's got a bit about her backstory and where she's going. Oh, I think she's amazing. She's, again, one of my favorite Jedi. I absolutely love her, her lightsaber oh. as well. I love the purple. Um, but the uh, arc in the monster Temple Peak is absolutely spot on Kevin Scott and Rachel stott I've got that book absolutely uh, nailed down. And a little bit of exciting news for you two. I've just started listening to Battle of Jeddah. Oh, yeah. At point uh, yes. <laughs> There's a question for you two now. Test your knowledge a little bit. I'm at the point now where some little girl has just opened a cage to an animal. I can't remember what type of animal it was. Oh, I was just actually so listening to that. the um, comments what, what the animal was for me <laughs> and let me know. But up until this <laughs> point now, again, it's been absolutely fantastic. It did start off with lots of names being chucked out. And I was like, oh, here we go. Who's who? But I've managed just to stick yeah. with uh, Master Creighton's son. Oh, Easy I love Creighton. I'm happy. Marsha Rose in there. I'm happy. I know who's who and where we're going with this. Uh, yeah. And the annoying droid. P3, is it?
0: Oh, yeah. I can, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can see why that goes annoying. What about you? I know you've been like a uh, walking library.
2: Um, oh, yeah. I mean, i tell you what. Uh, since summer started, I have, I think I finished Convergence. I got Path of uh, Deceit done during school. I hit Convergence, Battle of Jeddah. Uh, I did Path of Vengeance. And then I've read <sighs> uh, all the, the Nameless Terror uh, comic, which is really good. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, just the phase two stuff, man, you know, phase one did a really good job, but this phase two is so like Taylor said, it's, so it's all linked. about that. It's so linked <laughs> through it and the Jedi, um, in and out. Um, but I just finished uh, this. the, the, was this the young, young reader? Is this what that's called? A young Isn't reader? It the search for planet X. Yeah, this is, this is quest for planet X. There oh, was quest um, for planet X. the search for the hidden city or whatever. Uh as well, there were two because there's three, two phases. I'm sorry, two waves in this uh, phase, and then each yeah. one of them had a young reader. And I like this one a lot. Uh, they brought back the same Jedi from the first one, and some of the same characters. So Solange it was kind of a continuation. And Ruper. Well, yeah, Rupert's the main character in this one, and I love she's Rupert. you know she's away she's away from her master because if you're reading um, Path of Vengeance and Cataclysm. Celandra is off on her own doing her thing. Celandra said that uh, she
0: was back relaxing.
2: She's like, well, oh, Yeah, she my title
0: back relaxing. Yeah, huh? She gets
2: called <laughs> away, but this is pretty good. Um I don't know. Uh I The um it was a pretty good story Like it, you know, there's a little they do a little side quest, like all these books, and I don't know if you haven't read these books there's always a character that's kind of hiding in the seams of these stories and they yeah. kind of come back through around and come around and have them do a little adventure on the side that is, you know, you don't have to read it to, um, you know, to push the story forward, but it has a good, um has a good uh, story beat to it. And there was a page I just read. I literally finished it this morning and I just thought uh, Rupert, is it Rupert or Roper Roper probably. Rupert. I, yeah, t- I say
0: Rupert. I like that name, Rupert. Yeah. It's
2: a cool name. Um, and she says, you have to let it hurt, Rupert murmured. Let that hurt move through you, flow around you and onward until you aren't carrying it anymore. And so um. you find peace, trusting that you can always find them again through the force. And I was just like, oh, wow. Because I'll be good. honest with you, I, I struggled with this book a little bit at the beginning. I think there's some heavy uh, topics in this book for a little kid reader, but uh, that... That little phrase there towards the end, really, was like, oh man, that that brings it home, and it has a happy has a happy ending. It's a pretty good, good book. Um, so, and it, you know, it was a nice little way to finish the High Republic for me. That's the last little piece, and I or you know, phase two, but it was pretty good. It's not a necessary read, um, but it was kind of fun because in phase one, they're all different characters that the young yeah. reader books are, and this one brings back the same boy and uh, the same Jedi Padawan and yeah. it was pretty fun
0: and the so. same planets and stuff too and like they if you keep an ear out for ship names in these books because the ships stick around they yeah, get passed they, around they a, bit a too. lot
2: about i don't know if i should have read i think i may have read that order maybe i should have read quest for planet x before i finished path of vengeance
0: well i'm doing it that um, way too i still that's the still, only book i haven't read is the quest for planet x
2: yeah, so I it would have been. I think it would have been a little bit smarter to read that before Path of Vengeance. Again, I don't think it really matters, but there's some stuff that happens at the end of Path of Vengeance, and it's like the main idea of that story that they're kind of trying to do at the same time. But no, yeah. it, it was good. It was fine. Um, not my favorite. Again, <laughs> nothing will beat Lydia Kings. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I, <laughs> I don't love that book so much, but oh um, so and then of course all the comics. You know, we finished those. There was a one-off comic for uh this phase two where they get the i think rod of daybreaker one of the rods yeah. they get that and they, they kind of hide it obviously we know that doesn't work out very well and then um, yeah that's the one i have, was
0: asking you about right yeah,
2: and yeah. Then there's a four part the, the the uh nameless terror and it gives you an insight and a views of um the leveler and those mm-hmm. creatures and what it can do uh, some cool uh heroes ties in some jedi and path of the open hand and, uh, yeah, so I just think overall, I mean, I know it's not it's not a we're going to do a phase two review with uh, Starboard Files at the end of this month. Yes, but, I'm man, so
1: excited.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it was really good. I'm, it was, I'm glad I read it all. And I'm excited for phase three to get started.
1: Nice. nice. I exactly know what you're on about with Rupert as well, because he's mentioned about the Jeddah, because he asked him where he is. He said, is it uh, what, what planet is yeah. she can't remember What planet they're yeah. on? But they say that she's away meditating, so I know exactly what you're on about.
0: Yeah, she's like, we just yeah. got back from a big adventure. Rupert's just, she's just taking it easy, <laughs> but evidently she's not. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: no, she was supposed to, and then she <gasps> kind of gets pulled into some stuff with the Graf family. And, oh, uh, Rupert! Yeah, and, and then I know the uh, family character. As
1: well. I know where they yeah. are. Yeah.
2: So and it it pulls in because it's it's you know it's ruper it's das it's uh one of the graph members and yeah. it's a path of the open hand part of it too so it really kind of pulls a lot of the characters and brings all these people in in a fun way and then nice. you know it has a it has a satisfying ending
0: so it's pretty fun yeah yeah awesome. it's like you and then they all come together and it's like you're everything you've read before is like making sense and you're like it's like oh my god I love this character and like I'm like trying to tell my husband about it. I'm like you know this book when I had this guy and this guy yeah. he's like I don't I don't know like yeah. okay
2: just that's, to talk that's why that. we're that's why we're here taylor <laughs> we yeah <can>
0: <laughs> i get Wait. like major kenobi vibes off Creighton's son like he's so cool he's just like i,
1: I love creighton and ada i love them both that's so They're really interesting yeah, some... that because when i was listening to the battle of jedi today he literally sounds like a a, a british well british version he's british it What's does that? sound like a he sounds like Obi Wan. I like, he sounds so much like Obi Wan, but a bit more like, yeah, very scaled.
0: Like, it'd be cool if it was like his great yeah. relative or something. Like, they both have blue sabers. Creighton has the um, well, he's an alien, he isn't has he? the blue version of yeah. Kylo Ren's saber, so yeah. that's how also, you can tell yeah, no, him
2: apart, too. Really, really good character, though, for sure.
0: Have
1: you been reading ah. anything else, Jimmy?
2: Um, I finished this quest for Planet X and they had all those comics. I think that I will, um, finally going to this week while we're on vacation, I'm diving into the shadow of the Sith. I'm not trying to read that book and I just have not been able to get into it, but I think I've been distracted.
0: It's very hard. Distracted
2: by the high Republic. The high Republic is over for me until phase three starts. So I'm going for it in this small window I have.
0: (laughs) Also. I read that one and it's very slow and there's lots of names and there's lots of big words. There was a lot of times I had to flip back like three pages and be like, what the heck am I reading? Like, I don't know why that was a tough one for me. And then I asked people like, that's a tough read, right? And they're like, no, I'm like, okay, I'm just <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but it, in the end, it's so good. And then as soon as you finish that book, you just, you just want to watch um,
2: Well, that's The, what the Rise for. of Skywalker
0: and all those again. Yeah, I'm really it's, hoping
2: it's, that that, you know a lot of the reviews, I know what Starboard File says about it, and Taylor, I know you, we've talked a little bit about it, but that, um, you know, it's it actually one of those books that helps the canon, so I'm excited it to does. get into it. It
0: does, it so does. So, I, yeah, how yeah. about
2: Jack? Are you reading anything?
1: No, not, I'm just trying to finish off this battle, battle agenda, but like, like you say, that I know exactly who you're talking about in terms of the craft family, uh, rope, rope, was it? Uh, yeah, rope, rope. Rope, rope. um, but yeah, I feel like I'm actually part of the, the book family, but. I think once I get all these done, I might just plow back through the the first phase again, ready for... That's what I'm going
0: to do, because I haven't done it yet, but I have all phase one. As you guys know, I haven't read any of phase one yet, because I totally missed the boat on it, and I was getting into all of the Princess Leia books and the Padme books at that point. But now that I've done phase two, now I can skip forward 150 years and just continue on the story. I'm um, telling you what,
2: phase one came out fast and furious, man. They yeah. were dropping stuff. And I, I thought it was much too fast. Yeah, I had a really hard time keeping up. I'm a fast reader. I make time for it. But, man, I was struggling. Um, so, Taylor, yeah. you, you have a lot of good reading ahead of you. It's exciting. <laughs> I will say, kind of like what Jack said, though, and you jump into the light of the Jedi, you're going to need to make a cheat sheet because there are so many new characters and mostly just focusing on the Jedi.
0: Oh God! Every
2: chapter is like a new character, and it is difficult. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was actually talking uh, with someone online about this, but it is worth. The payoff is worth it by the time yeah. you get to uh, Starlight well, Beacon and all that stuff. So
0: yeah. Well, I have the stories of the Starlight Beacon. Um, like the hardcover has like five different stories inside, so I've got that at home, and I've got one of the phase one comic series all three volumes i mm-hmm. finished them last summer can't remember any of their names right now but i knew i ended up getting to know a couple of the different high republic phase one characters like uh um, no, no. now i can't think of her name but the blonde Avor. one with the crystal Avor. avar avar a- chris yes yeah she's she's so,
2: awesome and yeah, i love and that's, i like her I know we're a little off topic, but <laughs> the best thing about the best thing because like like Ruper in those books, like she sees the force in color, so she can like recognize what people yeah. look like, what their color is, and Avar has this thing with like music, like how that sounds to her. Like everyone yeah. sounds different in the force. It's really cool, and she does something yeah. that's like phenomenal in light of the Jedi, and she brings everybody together. It's really cool. So mm. I'm I'm looking forward to you reading that first book.
0: It's gonna be good. So I'm gonna go, be like messaging yeah. you guys. Come on, I the best. <laughs> I'll be like who's this person
1: I can't wait till the end of July (laughs) and we'll get to uh, tie it all together I'm going to be trying to powerhouse my way through the next two two books I'll get the Battle of Jeddah done and I think that about wraps it up for this week so Taylor
0: well guys back to my vacation but uh, for you guys
1: for light and life and for myself when you've already lost yourself a limb's easy you know I was a Jedi. It'd be fun to bring you in, watch you crack like the rest of us.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: what is that from? I Have a
0: guess which one that... that is. Who's the ninth sister?
1: Who's that? What do you reckon, Jimmy? I'm
2: going to say second sister. Wait, Taylor, no. She... Taylor got
1: it. Taylor got it. Yeah.
2: All right, very nice. Very cool. And for all the
1: of ex-producer. us,
2: <laughs> we have spoken. Much, <laughs> yes. Going. Have a great week, Taylor and Jack.
0: (laughs) Yeah.